Command number 47. Love and pray for your adversaries. Love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father. Matthew 5, 44-45 As world-changing as would be the influence of Christians taking the words seriously, Rejoice and be glad when you are reviled and persecuted, Matthew 5, 11-12, Jesus goes on to elevate the relation between Christians and their adversaries to a shockingly ambitious level. I don't merely want you to rejoice when you are ill-treated, he says. I want you to love your enemies. We are so familiar with the words that their revolutionary power escapes us. This was an unheard-of teaching. There had never been anything like it. Many in the world look upon Jesus as a great moral teacher, yet feel no imperative toward serious obedience to his teachings. They regard him with a detached regard that keeps any personal demand of character from touching them practically. Even Islam claims to honor Jesus, though the superficiality of the assertion is not difficult to see. Many skeptics make the point that the teachings of Jesus are not really so unique at all. Truth, kindness, unselfishness, goodness, and love have been universally taught by most of the world's great men. In one teaching, however, Jesus stands alone. In his challenge about treatment of one's adversaries, he obliterated all past and all future notions of what it means to be a person of faith in God. Love and pray for your enemies is not merely a revolutionary expectation to place upon his followers. Jesus raises it to the summit of importance among his teachings. By this, he says, you will utterly distinguish yourselves from the world. By this will you become sons of your Father. It is true that many pretend to obey the injunction to pray for their enemies while keeping animosity alive. Lord, convict my enemy of their sin against me. This may technically be called a prayer, but it is not a prayer born out of love. Some also pray versions of David's prayer. Lord, punish my enemies. Give me victory over them. Vindicate me in the sight of my foe. Others occasionally pray in the tradition of James and John. Lord, rain down fire from heaven on my enemies. To all these counterfeit, self-motivated prayers, Jesus replies, But it shall not be so among you. The command is love and pray for your adversaries. Pray for them in love. Pray for God's goodness in their lives. That is a more difficult assignment than merely praying for them to be convicted of sin. In this command, Jesus addresses the orientation and attitude of my heart, not the sin of my adversaries. Their sin is not the point. The attitude of my heart is... This prayer is one to be prayed in front of the mirror. In Jesus' mighty example on the cross, he did not ask God to convict his enemies of their sin. He did not pray for vengeance. He prayed for goodness in their lives. He merely said, Father, forgive them. The following is an excerpt from George MacDonald's Unspoken Sermons, first series, 
love thine enemy. Is not this at length too much to expect? Will a man ever love his enemies? When he is the child of his Father in heaven, then shall he love his neighbor as himself, even if that neighbor be his enemy. Is it then reasonable to love our enemies? God does, therefore it must be the highest reason. But is it reasonable to expect that man should become capable of doing so? Yes, on one ground, that the divine energy is at work in man. For this our Lord prayed when he said, that they may all be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Love your enemies, and ye shall be the children of the highest. It is the divine glory to forgive. God, bring to my remembrance this day the command of Jesus to love and pray for my adversaries. There are few commands so difficult as asking for good in the lives of those who have done me harm. But with all the honesty I can summon, I relinquish my desire to get even, and I ask you to accomplish your purposes in their lives. If those purposes involve me, give me humility to do what you require of me. Root all unforgiveness out of my heart. I do not love them as I know you do, but I ask you to help me love them. Perhaps at first I can only try, but with your help, this I am willing to do. I will try to love. Thus, Heavenly Father, may I be an instrument in my small corner of the world for the ultimate salvation of mankind. Amen. From the Commands by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com Visit Amazon to purchase the commands and other books by Michael Phillips.